podcast uh tonight is just again the dy- dynamic duo of this of the show right now everybody else is pretty much occupied so it's myself and the one and only kyle <laughs> hey everybody what's happening yeah uh, we took a little break for i think it was like a two-week break if i'm not mistaken maybe two and a half two and a half weeks because we were like kind of burnt out but then again we're not because we're like we have so much shit to talk about for for this ending of the saga of the uh-huh. terminator saga and of course as we are recording this uh happy spooky season to everybody out there um we'll get right into what we all discuss what to do for this month of october so october is going to be jam-packed i already know that laura and i came up with some ideas but until then we'll say it save it for later but uh Kyle, uh, I understand uh, uh, in our pre-talk, how many fucking pages did you write for this insane movie that we are going to review? Okay. I think I think you picked the perfect word. Um, this movie is pretty insane for several reasons. Several. Um, <clears throat> but I don't know if anybody pays attention to how many pages I'm writing or if anybody even knows you know uh what the fuck I'm talking about when I say that but I have one of those little like uh little booklet things maybe you can hear my pages turning being picked up in the mic but I have one of those little booklet things and I just make notes while I'm watching pause rewind a little bit do what you do when you review these things right yeah and uh I have definitely uh this is definitely some kind of record because I did 20 pages of notes for this movie, which I think is even more than T2. That sounds about right. (laughs) That sounds about right. There's just, there's so much to say about this movie. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's just such an insane Terminator movie. Not just insane, but. Everybody listening thinks that Terminator 3 or Salvation was confusing. 
this is even more confusing. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Definitely. But in a weird like it's crazy but it's also the most like unique decision that they try to make with this movie. But I I just don't know. Like I'm just like baffled right now. <laughs> I mean I saw this in movies in the movie theater and um I definitely had a very different take than what I have tonight, but I'll go into it when we get there. Absolutely. But uh, but b- before we get started with the review, um, Kyle, uh, where can people listen to us? Well, I'm glad you asked. You can uh, listen to us on Google Podcasts, Apple Music, Spotify, and wherever else you can stream podcasts. Absolutely. And over on our Twitter and Instagram, Twitter is FellowshipPod19. I run it over there, post some great stuff, chit chat with other podcasters. And on Instagram is Fellowship of the Podcast, all one word. Lauren runs it over there. Lauren is going to have a fucking tough time doing this fucking timeline. Oh my God. I'm going to wish this movie didn't exist because of that timeline. Yes. He's probably like, oh fuck, what did I get myself into? Yeah, because it was relatively. Straightforward, with the exception of some things in Salvation, but this movie, it's not straightforward anymore. <laughs> no, it's not. And if you cannot tell by the title, guys, this is it. Well, not close to being this is it, but this is Terminator Genesis. Terminator Genesis. Um, I, go, yeah. go ahead, Kyle. Uh, no, I was, I was going to say, um, so... Should we go into how we saw it, how we are familiar with it? Because now it's starting to feel very, like, contemporary. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Well, Salvation was something from my high school days, and three was from, like, my elementary school days. Mm-hmm. But this, I saw, like, a year into college. No, no. Like, two or three years into college. Because I, if I'm not mistaken, this movie came out in 2015? Yeah, that's right. Fuck, I was already out of high school and I was working so much. I had two jobs at the time. There you go. And uh, I had the Mandela effect memory of uh, I could have sworn to you that I saw this movie with my mom, but I, 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 she has confirmed that she has never seen this movie and there's no way I could have seen it with her. But I know I didn't see it by myself. So who did I see it with? With your girlfriend. Uh, I fucking wish in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I saw this movie even though I do not remember who I saw it with or when I saw it exactly I remember watching this movie and being really really confused (laughs) (laughs) yep it's just that in this movie there's so much shit that hits you so fast and it, it, it's so much complex information. Like it's the opposite problem that the immortal, the Eternals has where Eternals would like slow drag ass tedious. This would like a ton of information, but it needed to slow way down. Y- yeah. In fact, the only reason I, I think I appreciate this movie is because I could pause and rewind. 
Yeah. But aside from that, my memory of this movie before I saw it is I remember the commercials on TV with Arnold jumping out of the helicopter, which is a very badass thing. We'll talk about that later. Well, we'll talk about that. Um, and uh, it didn't even register me that the character was supposed to be Kyle Reese and Sarah Connor because obviously they're not the same actors. We'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into them. Um, all I knew was there was a new Terminator movie. It looked insane and i wanted to see what they would do after salvation because i thought you know salvation sucked so bad maybe just maybe they can make up for it i i see what you mean and i had that same feeling too but otherwise i was kind of like you know they really don't need to do any more terminator stuff yeah exactly like at that point i'm like oh god they're milking it Thank you, because when I first saw this movie, I only saw it one time, and this time I did not walk out the theater, because uh, I was like, okay, they they are really really milking this series, this the saga, and it's a cash grab, <laughs> in, in my personal opinion. But with that being said, um, I saw this movie in. 2015, of course, when it first came out. Uh, I believe I saw it with, I think, with my ex-girlfriend at the time. Um, I, I, I don't know if, if, if it was her, it was that ex or just a friend, but we'll, we'll, we'll just roll it's with strange it. that neither you nor I remember who we saw this movie with. Yeah. And yet we remember, let me guess, let me just take a wild-ass guess. You saw this movie and you were low-key like what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck just happened? Yep, that was yes, me. yes. And then you just kind of got dinner or or you know dessert or something. You just sort of forgot about it. Yeah, that was basically my night, actually. <laughs> basically, and uh, and we did get d- dessert, but it was a different dessert. I'll just leave it at that. Keep your minds clean for right now. Look at this guy flexing. (laughs) So, Kyle, I I think it's 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 time. It's it's fucking time. Okay, so all I wanted to say is, and I never point this out, but the the joke username I did was uh, it's always something related with K. But for me tonight, it's uh, K. This movie actually ain't bad. Yeah, you know what? It, I'm gonna take a, a some pointers from a good man, a good man on YouTube named Cody Leach. Um, positives. I'll start off right at the back. There's a shit ton of action scenes yes. in this fucking movie. Yes, a yes, lot. Yes. A lot of action scenes. It's not one of those movies where they just milk the mythos and there's like two action scenes. It's constant action. Yes. So that's a great positive. Arnold, he did pretty good. For Arnold's a role, pretty good in this movie. For a role that he's so iconic for, he actually did not that bad. Yeah, I would say he definitely had as interesting a take as he could considering the character that he's playing. Exactly. Thank you. And I... 
there's a shit ton of action scene, a lot of fucking, not too much dialogue, but minimal dialogue. Well, it feels minimal because it's so fast. <laughs> yes. And this movie was like two hours and 16 minutes, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I was going to say this movie I thought was closer to like two hours and four minutes. Or something like that. I don't know. I, I, I just watched it for the first time today, so bear with me. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm really curious what you have to say about it since you just saw it. So, going in back to see this movie, I was like, okay, I kind of remember, but I don't remember. And right. as I'm watching this, I'm like, shit, this is actually the same thing I had when I went to the movie theaters. <laughs> like, what the fuck did I just watch again? Okay. <laughs> I was like, huh? 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 <laughs> what? Like what? <coughs> and like how? How? Like how? There's a there's one how in this in this film. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Well, there's a couple hows, but I'll I'll go into it. I I'm I'm only talking about the main how. Okay. The main okay. main main how. Two hours and six minutes. Okay, thank you. Unless you saw some weird-ass unedited version, which if that's the case, you got to delete like five minutes from your memory. <laughs> okay. I, I, I'll take that out of my okay. brain. <laughs> What's the difference? There was a shitload of dialogue anyway. It was 10 more minutes. <laughs> um, yes. So watching this movie, I'll say this. I think I have a much greater appreciation of it than when I just saw it in theaters and not – Thinking it was just going to be some dumb rehash of T2 or something. Yep. Um, but that's mostly because I could pause and rewind. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. The pacing is a little bit... Uh, a little too fast. Uh, way too fast. Okay. Um, shall we begin? Let's, let's dive in, bro. <clears throat> okay. So being that this is movie number five of the Terminator franchise, Fuck. Uh, oh my god, if we have one more. Um, there's some stuff in the first part of it that is pr pretty standard, and if you're like, how many fucking times are you going? They do it in every fucking movie, bear with me. <laughs> okay, so it opens at 2029, John Connor... He's uh, the leader of the resistance against Skynet. But this time it's one final offensive in Los Angeles. Okay. Yep. Right. So I just want to first start. I was saying the narrative is great. There's some great shots. The dialogue is really well written. Uh, it's very faithful to the Terminator franchise. And uh, you have the kid who's in the airplane who's watching the nukes go down. And it's like, oh, shoot, that's pretty chilling, actually. Mm -hmm. And like. The tidal waves over the Golden Gate Bridge and the graveyard scenes. Yep. Right? And it goes into the typical three billion dead. Establishment that we called this Judgment Day. We lived like rats. And there were camps for extermination. So it's all kind of the stuff we've heard four times before. 
well, we'll say three. Salvation was what uh, another movie like. Oh, yeah, fuck. so I guess Salvation doesn't doesn't really deal with much of this, but yeah. So they're doing this attack on Los Angeles, and uh, the first really notable thing that we learn is that Kyle Reese is born after Judgment Day. So this is both canon and consistent. It's uh, consistent with the continuity, right? Yes. Unlike some other Terminator movies. Yep. Right. And it has the whole thing with the dog detecting Terminators and John Connor meets Kyle Reese as a child, which is a really interesting choice, I thought. Yeah. I, I, there's one thing about Salvation I kind of like is when obviously John is a little bit older than Kyle because Kyle is basically, what, 19, 18 years 19, old? 19, that. that? Yeah. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. So, but, I, I mean, I, this this was an interesting choice, but it didn't really bother me as much. But I could tell what you mean. Yeah. And, and then Kyle Reese mentions uh, about all these specs and planning that John Connor is doing. And he says, they wonder how he can know the things that he does. And I'm like, okay, so far, this is looking very good. Yes. I'm like, wow, the writing is really good. It looks like a Terminator movie. It feels like a Terminator movie. Yes. We're actually starting to get a taste of the apocalypse, unlike in that dumbass salvation. Yep. Right? So we're six minutes in, and uh, Kauri says a line. He says, uh, you gave us all a future. And I just said in underline three times, solid, solid, solid. Mm-hmm. Right? Seven minutes in. Uh, Kyle Reese and uh, John Connor having a really heartfelt conversation and John Connor says if there was another way I would have taken it you know a different yeah. way to prevent the apocalypse but he's kind of telling Kyle Reese listen I got this whole plan I know how this goes down my mom's taught me my whole life I can sort of low key see into the future because she already knows what happened because Kyle Reese told him but he's not telling Kyle Reese that part but he knows yeah but Kyrie's knows somehow he knows things nobody else does. Yes. Right? For the moment, seemingly impossible things. Mm-hmm. Right? And so we see a picture of Sarah Connor, you know, that one from Terminator 1. Yep. Again, consistent. Yes. Consistent with T1 and T2. And I say, so they must be ignoring T3 and Salvation. Thank God. Yes. Like, okay. So I didn't really take notes. On this uh, this movie, because I just saw it just today. Okay. I like what they were doing. I was like, okay, okay, good, solid, solid, like you said, with your underlines. And <laughs> I'm like, this is actually like really fucking good. Like, I'm not complaining yes. right now. Yes, it doesn't feel like hacky writing, it doesn't feel like shitty fanfic. You know, it feels like somebody actually did their homework. Yes. Which, thank fucking God, the last two movies definitely feels like the opposite. Yes, correct. So, you know, we really appreciate it having reviewed all the Terminator films. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And my other note I wanted to make before we get really into your movies, the special effects, they look fantastic in this movie. Even considering 2015 graphics and CGI. Yes, correct. Whoever <laughs> the uh, special effects person or CGI person, uh, great job. Great job. Yeah, seriously. All the aspects of this movie. Yes. Uh, and, now, and then I put 10 minutes in. And this is just the fucking pre-title. Yeah. Okay? But the 10 minutes feels like 30 seconds. And you know that's a good thing. Yes. Thank you. So I was like... never bored. It captivates you. It's interesting. It's building off of things faithful to the fandom. You're like, all right, all right. Let's see what they do. Right? And so you're thinking, what could go wrong? Mm Mm-hmm. And oh, boy. Oh, boy. Right? Okay. So, John Connor is the leader of Resistance. They're going to do one final attack in Los Angeles. And his, uh, his team, Techcom, mm-hmm. unit, I should say, note that they're going to attack uh, on two fronts in both the past and the future. And I got to make this clear because the movie really doesn't. Um, that he knows at this point in the movie... And I did not catch this watching it, Tyler. But he knows at this point in the movie, Skynet is going to both simultaneously attack in the present against uh, against the Resistance and also send a Terminator in the past at the same time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. They're gonna ta- That's how they're attacking on two fronts, right? Yeah. And so they're going to change warfare forever. Sets up two attacks. One to attack Skynet's main defense. In Colorado, which we don't see. <laughs> and the second one with John and Kyle Reese, who is played by Jay Courtney, to infiltrate a Skynet facility in the ruins of San Francisco, California. Okay. So they're attacking, and it's some really awesome warfare stuff. Like, it, it's it's exactly the kind of thing when you see those, uh, those graveyard scenes and apocalypse scenes in T1, T2, this yep. is the kind of shit we were looking for. Yes. Right? Absolutely. Totally awesome. There's people getting vaporized. They're shooting the machines. They have, like, different kind of robots and shit. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not going to do it justice, but it, it, it's good stuff. So they're taken down. Skynet, right? And one of his lieutenants say, uh, we found it, sir. It's John Connor. Right where you said it would be. Right? Mm-hmm. So now we're 11 minutes in the movie, and uh, Kyle Reese, then there's this little exchange right here. Kyle Reese then says to John Connor, what is that thing? Could they get into the facility? And it's this weird-looking, like, dome thing with electricity. Yeah. Really big open room. And John Connor just replies, fate. Okay? Mm-hmm. So put, put a little pin in that okay. right here, because it comes up later. So they get into the facility, and uh, John knows there's a T-800 Terminator who's going to go back in time in 1984, kill his mother, Sarah Connor, and, of course, he needs Cowries to volunteer and go and save her. Yep. So they do this whole thing where they go, Will, why would you? Why would you die over her? And, he, and then he says something like, uh, because I've been prepared my whole life, and you and I know everything that you told me is now true. Okay. Yep. 
So they send him back. And right as he's being sent back, a uh, he sees a soldier walk up behind John Connor and he puts his hand over his mouth. But before he can react, he then transported back to Los Angeles in 1984. And we don't know what's up with that for a while. Yeah. Except we know that this is not normally what happens. Yeah. Right? Right off the bat, we know something's off. Yep. Uh, let's see. So, Tyler, is there anything you want to say so far before we get to so, LA 84? Yes, yeah, so far, it's actually doing pretty good. Um, that Just that, that scene between Kyle and John, where Kyle's like, I've been waiting my whole life to do this. You've been nothing but honest, honest and truthful. Like let let me go back. I like like let me save your mother. And I thought it was great. Eleven minutes in, not complaining. I'm just chilling. And so far, I'm just like okay. I I'm I'm liking this structure that, like you said, with everybody doing their job right. Everybody's like doing, um. The writing right, the directing wise, just Get everything was good. coming into place. Like, yes. holy shit, this is what we've been waiting for since T2. <laughs> yes. Yes. So far, everything's just clicking. Yes. <coughs> okay. Oh, and all let's that... get to 1984. With all now, all that being said, okay. Okay, so we go to 1984, and it's a repeat of the opening scene from T1, which if you remember, they're at the, uh, they're at the, it's not the Getty, what's that one light tower in LA? Uh, the Griffin? Yeah, they're at the Griffin, and there's those three punks, and it's the whole, you know, they get out the knife and like, fuck you asshole, you know that one? Yep. And he's about to kill these guys, right? And again... The model they got for Arnold Schwarzenegger with the CGA, I gotta say, is actually really good. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. But something kind of weird happens. Okay. So Kyle's getting sent through time, and he sees a series of images. He sees a new house. Mm-hmm. And he thinks he sees a birthday party. And there's this thing called Genesis. And it's Spelled like the title of the podcast, G-E-N-I-S-Y-S, right? Yep. And he sees a young boy telling his reflection, Genesis is Skynet. Yep. Like, whoa, what, what the hell is going on? Okay. Um, and what do I want to say? One of my head scratcher questions I had at this point was, how does the resistance know how to time travel? Exactly. That's always kind of bugged me. But it especially bugs me in this movie being that, well, you'll see how much time travel there is in this film. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, some other stuff I wanted to say before we get back to the 1984 proper. Um, John Connor, at this point, I, I was suspecting, he either doesn't know about Kyle Reese, you know, him being his father, or he's concealing his knowledge, and we'll, we'll get back to that later in the film. Mm-hmm. And the only thing he tells him before he time travels, he says, once you go back, that's where my knowledge ends. 
And I put a note that said, no T2? What about that? Yeah. Right? Okay. All right. A little weird. Yeah. But okay. We're about 17 minutes in. Nothing objectionable. But I'm thinking, this going to be like a rehash of T1? Yeah, that's what I was right? thinking of that too. Like, are they trying to not only like rehash, but kind of remake T1 in a way? Yeah, like I was saying, but so far, 17 minutes in, I have no clue what this movie is going to be like at this point. No yes. clue. No clue. Okay. So, and then I put in my shocked face, Terminator comes in, seems to kill John Connor just to Kyrie's leaving. I do my gasping emoji face. Mm-hmm. Right? So now Genesis Vision is the kid, as I just said. Genesis is Skynet. Uh when it comes online, Judgment Day begins. That's the full thing that that kid says. Yep. And then he also says things like, you can kill Skynet before it's born. And you're like, huh? Just kill Skynet before it's born. And at this point in the movie, I was just writing as I was watching. I, I just wrote down alternative timeline or inevitable variations, you know, because we've been talking about those theories. Mm-hmm. So back to the... Oh God! What is what is it called in LA? Opening of T one. Uh, the Griffin. The Gri- Griffin. What do I always want? What do I always want to say? The Geffen. The Griffin. <laughs> the Griffin. He's uh, being up those guys, kind of kicking their ass, and all of a sudden we see another Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. And they're like the fuck. Like what the fuck is happening right now? And he's going after the T one hundred one, and they're having this whole big fight. You know, shotguns slamming, punch each other, and those three punks just run off. Yeah. Right? He doesn't even get a chance to kill him. And then all of a sudden, somebody shoots this bullet, but it goes through the Terminator chest and it kills it. Yeah. And you're like, what? Like, huh? They just killed that with a bullet? With a bullet. And it just just dies? Like, like nothing. Like, huh? What, what's going on? Yes. Because I'm to the point, like, in this movie, like, Eric, like the two Arnolds are there. I'm like, oh, fuck. You know, good Arnold versus evil Arnold. Like, <laughs> yes. And then I see it. I'm like, wait, what? You know what I mean? Yes. Yes, so yes, it, yes. It, from here, From here on out, it's like, Okay, this is where the movie starts to go off the tracks. Yes. Like, up to this point, it's like, okay, this is a cool timeline, time travel stuff. All right. But then, yeah, this is where it really starts to kind of like, I don't want to say lose you, but it really starts to get crazy. Yes. Not just crazy, but hard to follow. Yeah, hard to follow. Confusing and hard to follow, yes. Which... Thank God I could pause and rewind and I was making notes. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, we cut over back to Kyle Reese. <clears throat> he shows up in that dirty alleyway. He steals the, the pair of pants off that homeless guy. Mm-hmm. He's confronted by a police officer. But we don't know this at the time, but it's a different police officer. Yeah. Right? He asked him to date. The officer confirmed it's 1984, but he's like answering really efficiently and standardly. 
And then he says, 1984, it's just like you were programmed to be sent. He's like, what? And his hand turns into a blade. Yeah. You're like, oh, shit, it's liquid metal Terminator. Yep. Oh, fuck. <laughs> right? The T-1000. The T-1000. It knows his arrival date. And now you're thinking to yourself when you're watching this, you're like, is this T1 and T2 mixing together right now? Right. Exactly. Like, what else are they going to throw at us? Yes. Yes. Because for a second, you're like, are they going to throw at us that Terminator from T3? Yeah. We, you really just don't know at this point. Mm-hmm. So they're chasing, they're running after him. There's this, uh, uh, he, he runs into that office store, that, that department store. Mm-hmm. Like in T1. Like in T1, gets the shotgun. Runs into the two officers. They try, they, this time they ca- catch him and kidnap him and arrest him. Arrest him. Because he, he accepts the arrest. Mm-hmm. Instead of runs like in T1. Yeah. And there's the two guys, uh, one officer and another name O'Brien. Him and Kyle take cover. Uh, he, he demands that he be uncuffed. He said, there's a killer robot here to come get both of us. Right? Mm-hmm. You have to help. Help. And he's like, oh, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. Do it! But he kills his partner. He goes, all right, I'm just going to do it. Right? Yeah. So then all of a sudden, a large armored truck barrels through the front of the store knocks over the T-1000. And then Sarah Connor comes out, empties a few rounds into the T-1000, and yep. tells uh, Kyrie, come with me if you want to live. And then he's like, and then she was like, get in, soldier. Yes. And then you're thinking to yourself, like, what the fuck is going on right now? Yes. Yes. It's very classic time travel confusion. Yep. Right off the bat. Right off the we're, you said we're in like what, 20 minutes in right now? Uh I'm gonna say we're about 20 to 25 minutes in. Okay. So this is where Everything starts to like be like, okay. This what is the, the part where if you were in a movie theater, you really wish you could pause. Yep. <laughs> okay. And because I couldn't pause, I can make commentary on all of this instead of be like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Okay. So, talking with Kyle Reese, we're telling her about Judgment Day. She knows about Skynet, Judgment Day, and she has Arnold Schwarzenegger as their protector. Mm hmm. Right? And then he's like, oh, trust the machine is made to kill. You know, it, it comes up in the film. Mm-hmm. And he learns that the T-800 sent from 2029 has already been dispatched by Sarah and the new Terminator, which she calls the Guardian. And sometimes she calls him Pops, but I, I think we're just going to refer to him as Arnold. Yes. Uh, Kyle Reese taking all these new revelations, and uh, one of the things Sarah Connor says is uh, she just says to him, the 1984 John Connor sent you to no longer exists. And that's when I drew my shocked face again. Question. Or, you know, no, I'm saving my question for that later. Okay. God damn it, man. Should should I continue or do you want to say it? No, good. continue. Okay. Continue. Kyrie's taking all this information. The T-1000 attacks the vehicle. The Guardian and Sarah lure the T-1000 to a abandoned factory. 
Uh, he disables the Guardian reactivates the Fallen T-800. So he brought back the previous T-800 to fight that they killed. Yep. Which, that's pretty mind-blowing. Yes. The T-800 pursues Sarah while Kyle fends off T-800. After destroying its flesh, which is a pretty badass scene with all the acid and whatnot, Kyle finally destroyed the T-800, blasting its head off. Moments later, Sarah finds herself in a chamber beneath an acid bath as a trap for a T-1000, so this is what she uses to kill it. Yep. And uh, there's a part where the T-1000 looks like Kyle, and she shoots the correct one in the leg. A Sherlock T-1000 morphs back into a cop form. After yelling to the real Kyle to run, Sarah flies, uh, fires at the ceiling, unleashes all the acid bath, and he's mostly melted, although it takes some assistance from the Guardian to do so. Mm-hmm. And it damages his right arm. The skin on it just melts off. Yep. Right? And uh, that's how they kill the uh, T-1000. Yeah. Very quickly. It's very, it's like really, very surprisingly quickly. Because, you know, if you remember T2, it took a long time to even get close to being like, how do we kill this thing? Exactly. Okay. So now, now we're at the, you know, you got some explaining to do, Sarah. Yep. Okay. So here it is. Here's the explanation. Sarah tells Kyle the Guardian was sent to protect her from the T-1000 back in 1973. Yep. Okay. All right. I just want to see. Did I put? Oh, shit. Did I not write down how old she was? So, you said 73, right? I believe she says she's like 13 or something. So if she's 13 in in the 70s and in the 80s, in 1984. Well, so now, now she's in like her mid-20s. Yeah. So, but in reality, she was only in her early 20s, correct? When we were discussing T1. I think she was at the oldest 20 when we were discussing T1, I think. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, uh, I'm going to have to re-listen or somebody's going to have to fact check us. Lauren fact checked on us. <laughs> Uh, and Lauren's like, okay, I'm just thinking about uh, the shitload I'm going to have to draw for this timeline. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in 73, but by the way, this feeds into a theory I, I've been long talking about. I'm going to bring it up again. Uh, so it's 1973, the Terminator's arrival caused a fractured timeline that differs from Kyle's timeline. After saving Sarah, the Guardian begins to train her to face her destiny. So she gets all the training from him, the machine. Yep, Arnold. The Guardian has built a crude time machine similar to Skynet, and he doesn't really know how to use it. And Sarah's going to plan to use it to time travel to 1997, where T2 takes place. I thought in the in the actual film, well, we know the film was filmed in 91, but isn't the timeline is 1995 in that film? No, it's not super. I, I think we talked about it's not super clear what year exactly it's supposed to be, but I think it's supposed to be right around 1995. But again, we have a fractured timeline. Maybe the years are slightly off as a result. I mean, Arnold is not supposed to be there in the 70s. No. Right? That's not what happens. Nope. So they're gonna. The plan is to go to 1997, go to lead to Skynet's initial attack. 
But Kyle is convinced from the vision that he sees that uh, these quote-unquote new memories that he has of the future, they need to go to 2017. Forget about 97. Mm -hmm. He eventually talks Sarah and the Guardian to go to 2017, and he says uh, their attack will begin on the year, and and, uh, the Guardian is just going to spend 33 years preparing for this arrival because... Apparently, his skin ages, but not the machine part. Yeah. And, and, and this, is, uh, this is also the part, and I, I have to mention it, since Lauren isn't here, I'm sure he wouldn't. Uh, he says, the line, he says, I'm old, not obsolete. No, Arnold, you're getting there. <laughs> but about 31 minutes in, we see that cringe-ass smile that Lauren's brother Lucas had. That's just crazy. <laughs> And that's all I wanted to mention with that. Yep. All right. And so now. Oh, okay. Here it is. Here it is. Okay. She's nine in 1973. Okay. If she's nine in 73. Okay. That does make her 20 in 1984. Okay. Yeah. Same okay. It, do, it does. It does. Uh, it does figure out. Okay. Damn. They even got that right. Okay. Someone actually did their homework. (laughs) Not really. But then she says a really weird line at this point. She says, if the past can change, then so can the future. Which, at this point, I just put in all caps. What? Yep. And I just write, so is this the chaos timeline theory confirmed? That there is neither a set timeline nor alternate timelines, but somehow the time travel screws up time so bad that there is no consistent timeline? See, that would confirm is... the chaos theory? See, I'm going to steal a quote for you right now. See, this is the shit that I'm talking about. <laughs> this is the shit that all of us are like, what is canon? What is not canon? What is the actual space of the storyline or timeline? It's just everywhere at this point. So it's not only a paradox within a paradox, it's a paradox within the paradox within chaos, paradox, and bullshit. Yes, yes. Apparently, the paradox is explained by. Somehow, time travel in this just makes everything totally chaotic and there is no consistency. And basically saying, there is no ending to this. <laughs> there is no endgame to Terminator. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> Alright. So, but here's the thing. When you're watching this movie, they throw all these lines and all this talk about time travel and alternate timelines and all this kind of stuff... In the theater, you don't have time to pause and be like, oh, that's kind of interesting. You just have to go with all of the action, which is coming to you at like breakneck speed constantly. Yes. So there's no time to like really process it. Mm-hmm. Which, which is a shame. I'm sure it makes it way more confusing. Yeah. If only the pace was a little bit much slowed down so that way we can actually – See what this, what they're going with this story. I know, right? 
And like but, you said, Tyler, I, 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 I'm in total agreement. If the future and past can change, what series of events are we protecting? Yep. And it becomes even less clear as the movie goes by. And we're in almost 36 minutes into this. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, prepare yourself. <laughs> Be prepared. Okay. If you think it's like a whole shitload to deal with now, you, you just wait, dear listener. Yep. 36 minutes in. Tyler, is there anything you want to say other than the what timeline, what series of events are we protecting? I have nothing else to say. Let's get into it. Okay. All right. Okay. Here's where it gets real fucky. Yep. Um, so they go to 2017. And they just mention, I have to mention these few snippets of dialogue. Mm-hmm. Terminator said, the Guardian says, the boy is the alternate timeline version of Kyle Reese, which, hold the fuck up. Yeah. yeah. Alternate timeline? Yeah. When he when Arnold said that, I'm like, wait, are they not canoning T2? Is T2 canon or not canon? Yeah. Does it or doesn't it happen? Exactly, and I'm sitting there, and I pause it. I have to rewind it again to make sure he said that. There were a few lines like that. This was one of them. This was one, and I'm like, so I pause it. I'm like, so you're meaning to tell me, even though the writing's okay and solid for what it was for the past hmm, 17 minutes, now it starts to be... Yeah, uh, and then you start from there to... The, the like what the fuck moments from now from here and out oh yeah 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 but, and it's but, like to me I'm like I'm kind of insulted that they are trying to not they're trying to take out T2 so that way it doesn't happen and it never existed that was kind of bullshit on my call see it's <clears throat> it's interesting because they're sort of implying in this movie that Instead of T2 happening, the Skynet was just smart enough to do T2 in 1984. Yep. Instead of in 1997. But as you pointed out, and it's going to be much more clear as we go through this, it it still doesn't explain what's the end game of Terminator. Exactly. This is the, how many times can we do the, well, you go back in the past and I go back in the past. You go back to that past, I'll go back to this past. Like, like I said, there's no ending to this fucking, to this, to this story. Like, see? Yeah, if they can always just undo a timeline, how does this end? Exactly. And well, I'll probably save my, my thoughts when we get to our conclusion of this series itself. Because we are doing a fan theory on this fucking sh- shit. I mean, it's the whole idea of this podcast, right? <laughs> exactly. So I'm. I, I'll spoil one thing. It's it's it, something has to do when James Cameron started this whole thing. So I'll just I'll leave it at that. Okay, I, I just want to before I give this bombshell, 
of the next plot point, I just want to say what we're talking about with the timelines and the time travel and the synopsis, this is all a gross oversimplification of the really fast, confusing dialogue that happens constantly in this movie. Yep. I would read you lines, but it would take far too long. And as it, as it has the effect in the movie, it will just confuse you. Exactly. And it doesn't help when you're watching the movie in real time. Yep. Okay. All right. So are you ready for the next bombshell plot point as if the thing about the alternate timeline thing wasn't bad enough ladies and gentlemen hold on to your butts get ready for this one so just just that they're gonna go and they're starting to talk about going back and blah 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 the guardian then says kyle reese is remembering his own past which is our future Yeah. Kyle Reese has new memories going into his brain. Did you catch that, listeners? <laughs> He's getting fucking memories that he didn't experience. Okay? And, you're think- and you're thinking to yourself, what the fuck is he talking about? So, so it's at this point... I just write so so there's the thing he, he mentions a nexus point. And though so this is where I use the term from alternate history. Is this a point of deviation? Right? Great great call on you, Kyle. This is a point of deviation. Yep. But we're already in a giant shitstorm of like continuity problems and mythos built and world building right here. Now yep. you're introducing points of deviation. Mm-hmm. And not only are they mentioning points of deviation, but now you can get memories of events that happened in your life that you've never personally experienced. <laughs> Tyler, think about it like this. Here, Here's Okay. I'm spitballing here, but I think this makes sense. Imagine if you were watching Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Okay. Back to the Future's whole thing is if you don't get your parents to meet each other, Marty McFly will just disappear out of existence. Okay. Right? Uh, like, great, great story. Okay. And we sort of see it in the original movie, and it's hinted at in the sequels. Yep. Right? But now imagine Biff built his own time-traveling DeLorean. And he goes back to the same events Marty McFly does, Mm -hmm. but he goes to, like, his mom's childhood in the 40s. And he runs her over, thus causing Marty McFly to grow up in a different part of the country with a different mother. But he now remembers the tragedy of his mother getting run over by Beth. That would not even make sense. It doesn't make sense, right? That doesn't make sense at it, all. It wouldn't make sense because 
Oh God, I can't believe I can't believe I'm jumping into the time travel problems in this. But <laughs> if the character did not personally experience the event, then that event did not happen to this character. Yep. So So you mean it to tell me that the guardian Arnold says that Kyle is getting new memory from his childhood. No, no. He is saying that the memories he experiences from his past of events that he never personally experienced are their future events in the 21st century. How <sighs> wrapping your head around that shit? See, that again this is the fucking thing that i'm talking about <laughs> what what timeline is what is the real timeline <laughs> fuck poor lauren poor lauren holy fuck at some point he just has to cross out the timeline and go new timeline <laughs> okay so right before they time travel <clears throat> There's a really heartfelt conversation with Kyle Reese and Sarah Connor and uh, talks about, he, you know, John Connor taught me to make moonshine. And uh, Kyle Reese reaffirmed his oath to Sarah Connor. And he says, uh, uh, time travel makes my head hurt. And then the Guardian just interjects alternate timelines. Yeah. When so not only that... are they dealing with time travel, they are dealing with alternate timelines yep which tell me how the fuck you put that setting on the delorean tyler you can't <laughs> you fucking can't <laughs> and all that is the lead up for them to go back to 20 i'm sorry to go forward to 2017 oh my god i'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> my head my brain to go forward to 2017 in San Francisco and the Guardian's going to wait for them for 33 years. Ha, ha. So here, here's my question with that, dude. And okay, I know okay, okay. Because then we have the next fucked up scene, but go ahead. But it, it, it's like this. Like, why... I, I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to do something different. Like, the first 17 minutes were like pure just callbacks and nostalgia and, you know, great, great shit. Now it's like, the fuck are they going for? Like, like, I get it. Like, I get it what they're, they're doing. They wanted something new and different. But you, you guys are literally fucking everything up to this point where I'm scratching my head knowing like, What's real? What's not real? I just want an ending point to this fucking series. For Tyler, it's more about how does this series logically complete? I don't know, dude. I, I'm, okay. I'm hoping in Dark Fate, Fate because I have never seen that movie. I really do hope there's an ending to this bullshit. Well, I got bad news for you, but no, I'm just Fuck. kidding. I'm just kidding. 
You'll see. You'll see. Uh, okay. Um. All right. 2017. Uh, they go there, mm-hmm. and they materialize nude in the middle of a busy highway. The police come. The guardian watch from a distance. They go to your hospital, treat for their injuries. Sarah and Kyle learn about Genesis, soon to be unveiled pro- operating system. And it's basically, you know what it is? You know what Genesis is? What? It's basically, imagine that whole like Facebook meta thing, but it's pure evil and it's the machines. <laughs> That's what it basically is. Yep. Right? I can just see like Mark Zuckerberg's, you know, reptilian face just sitting there. You know, <laughs> reptilian face. <laughs> you know, like his t- like his lizard tongue gonna come out and hit the button to start Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, fools. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> they know this is the this is Skynet's precursor, or somehow Skynet has completely changed from what have been both Kyle Reese's and Sarah Connor's timeline. Yeah. Right? So they're so then they're going down there, and this is where we get this little backstory. We learn Sarah Connor's alternate backstory from the one that's different from T1. Yes. Okay? 1973, the cabinet explodes. The T-1000 tries to kill her. Kyle Reese and Sarah Connor uh, met as children? At one point, and, and Kyle Reese just says, this is an impossible memory. First of all, how the fuck does that happen? We're, we're going we're gonna to get there, but honestly, man, it's one of those, I'm going to really try to make it make sense, but I'm not sure if I can. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, indeed. So, Kyle Reese has this impossible memory of them meeting his children. And the Guardian Rescue, Sarah Connor. Okay. All right. So uh, they're then kind of talking to this uh, this guy, J.K. Simmons, who is pretty good in this movie. He's okay. He was pretty good. He's not really in it enough to like give him a good rating. Yeah. But he's in there, and he, he was apparently the cop who was saved by, John, by Kyle Reese in 1984. Yeah. Which I like that little twist. I, I like that too. And he's telling him to get Homeland, and you know what he is—he's almost like a reverse J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, a little like, bit. Like he's totally into the conspiracy, uh, but he wants to show to the world th- doing the right thing. Yep. Yeah, he's the opposite of J. Jonah, kind of. That was about 1984, but curiously, no mention of the 1984 shooting from T1. Yeah. Okay. Which is kind of confusing too. Which which is which is confusing, but I guess it makes sense since they killed the uh, the T eight hundred already. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, that that would make sense. All right, so like this thing, like Meta, and it seems we're in a we now have an alternate Kyle Reese who also exists in this timeline, but he's like. 13, 14, and all I write here is I said, who else's head hurts? <laughs> yep. 
Because at this point, my God, if you couldn't pause, you'd be like, huh, what, what, what? You'd be that dizzy Mr. Krabs meme. Yeah. Like, why are they doing this? Why are they fucking up um, this shit right now? Yes. And so <clears throat> the guy called Optimus Prime, who's O'Brien, J.K. Simmons, mm-hmm. uh, knew him in 1984. And he goes, oh, I'm going to help you guys. And uh, we're going to get through with this. Blah, 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 blah. So they distract him and tell him that we're time travelers from the future. And it freaks out everybody. But O'Brien's with it. Yada, 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 yada. So they go out and they're uncuffing themselves. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they hear a man's voice. In the other room, we're like, you know, that voice is really familiar. Yep. And then, guess who shows up? John Connor. And they're like, oh my God, he's alive. Yep. But then low-key, you're like, wait, how is he alive? Hold on to your butts. Hold on to your butts with that one. Hold on to your fucking butts. He leads them through a parking lot, Sarah Connor, uh, Kyle Reese. The Guardian appears and he shoots John and John, quote unquote. It, well, how do you want to explain you, what John Connor is? You want me to you want me to go in real quick? Well, well, hold on. Let me just let me just go a little bit a little bit more before we get to that. Because it's quite a doozy. Then we see a guy named Danny Dyson, who's the son of Miles, Miles Dyson. Dyson. That's a nice throwback right there. Meet mm-hmm. the T2 kid who I think we said didn't have a name in T2. No, he did. It was oh, the wife. It was Danny, wasn't it? Yeah. My God, they got everything right. Yeah. Okay. So so uh, he shoots him. And uh, he and uh, John Connor shortly before that explained, this is the world that we live in. Plugged in, logged on. All the time. We can't live without all the cell phones because, you know, they've never seen cell phones like this. Mm-hmm. And so they point this out. And I put, boy, that is really true about the cell phones. Mm-hmm. And uh, we learned that Genesis is a Trojan horse for Skynet. Yes. And so John, John Connor explains, uh, not only, <laughs> get ready for this one. Not only are there alternate timelines and implanted unexperienced memories, but Kyle Reese also has dual memories. Dun, dun, dun. And now we are 67 minutes in, and that's where the Guardian comes in. Yep. So this is where I put a new Terminator question mark. And he gets, and he seemed to be down, and seemed like the Guardian killed him, right? Yes. But then you look at John Connor's body, and his blood looks all glitchy, and it goes back in his body, and it completely heals up, but not in the same way as the liquid metal Terminator. Mm-hmm. And he just stands up and goes, you know, that really hurts. Da, 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 da. And then he makes the scars on his face completely go away. Okay, here, here, here's what I have to say about this twist. Okay. This twist, I, I'm pretty sure a lot of people hated that the fact that John is a Terminator now. Or oh, yeah, yeah, that this, John is now the Terminator in the movie. Or this new Terminator. 
I'm just going to say he's the TX, maybe. I don't know. From Terminator 3. I'm just okay. I'm just going to say like that because it he it feels like it. It feels like it, but it, it feels a lot more slim and a lot like a lot more complex. Yeah. So with that being said, okay. Again, a lot of people hated on it. I, I on him say, being the Terminator. Yeah. I kind of want to say this. I kind of like it. I do too, man. I was gonna say I kind of like this twist because the rest of the movies are like. Oh, if you kill the Terminator and you save John, we're all good to go. But what the fuck do you do with this situation? Yeah. And you're like, okay, I, I understand this is a Terminator, but John being as a Terminator? John Connor being Terminator? Right. Now you're, now, because I had to pause the, <coughs> at this part when John was coming back up. I'm like, I, I was like, I'm, am I sure I was paying attention to this movie because of because it was going so fast, now I get the chance to pause it, and I'm like thinking to myself, like, I actually kind of like it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's different. It's definitely different because I was just waiting for it to be like, all right, what's the Terminator we got to kill? Yep. Instead, it gives us like a total flip. Yeah, I I thought it was unique. It was different. I know a lot of people have shitted on it when this movie came out, but I like I said, I'm repeating myself. I kind of dig it. I agree, man. I kind of like it. Now, so, with that being said, um, that being said, there's all kinds of. This is a really confusing uh, can of worms that's open now with this. Yes. <laughs> All right, shall we, shall we continue? Let's continue. Okay, so this is from the official synopsis. This is not my words, so I want to make this very clear because this was not made clear in the movie, I think. Mm-hmm. John, quote-unquote, is a nanomachine hybrid. He's not even like a metal thing. He's not even a liquid metal thing. He's some kind of half man half machine but but even calling him a machine feels like an old inexact term yeah right he's something beyond a machine it's kind of like how again if i bring up salvation again it pisses me off i it's kind of like how they were trying to do with uh, marcus Wright, but it's fucking didn't succeed because it was dog shit of how they did it. But this one was kind of a lot better. Yes. Because we talk about genetics in that film. And obviously Marcus was a genetic hybrid. You know, half machine, half human. They got it right in this one. They did. It didn't really make sense in Salvation. Yep. Whereas this one is even more bone chilling, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the, so now here's a bunch of lines I want to quote. Because I think they're really key to the movie. Okay. We then go back to O'Brien. And he's trying to catch someone. He just says at one point, he says, Goddamn time traveling robots covering up their tracks. I knew it. 
Mm-hmm. Which uh, I, I love them. Like, he really is the reverse J. Jenner Jameson. Yeah. Okay. So here's the deal <coughs> with John Connor and Skynet. Because this is the one, this is like the only time in the movie they ever info dump on us and they actually give you a little time to process mm-hmm. when John Connor's talking to them. And for once, it actually makes sense because you know how villains do that dialogue? It's like, would you just kill them already? What are you waiting for? Mm-hmm. But the reason John Connor's doing it is he knows he can't be killed. Exactly. So he tells us that Skynet realized that they kept, first of all, first of all, this isn't even the first timeline Skynet has tried to do the whole kill John Connor when he's a kid, kill Sarah Connor, tried a few more times in the future, tried a few more times in the past, da 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 da, da. They've done it a, a significant number of times. And they've now realized, why do we keep losing? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's because John Connor is always their salvation. Right? You hit always, the money. He's, he's it. So why don't we, instead of killing John Connor, why don't we make John Connor one of us? Yes. Okay. So, like, what they did was they got John Connor in that part when Kyle Reese was time traveling and so John Connor is what is called a, and I don't believe this is ever explained in the movie. Again, this is just a synopsis, official synopsis. John Connor is a T-3000. And he was infected by a T-5000. Yep. Who we later on learn is by the name of Alex. Yes. Okay. He is transformed. He was sent back to ensure that Cyberdyne, who receives Skynet technology, secure its rise. He would talk with Danny Dyson, Miles Dyson. And the T-3000, John, uh, then knows to send him to 2014 to start Genesis happening since he, now he has all of the Skynet knowledge. Mm-hmm. And that's why I put the shock face. I'm like, oh, my God, what a twist. Yep. Okay. And all John Connor says about himself, he says he's not man. I'm not man. And I'm not machine. I'm more. Great fucking line. He's almost like, like I said, he's almost like, if you ever see that concept in sci-fi, he's like some kind of post-human. He's not a human being, but he's not a machine either. He's something beyond both of those things. Yes. And, uh, Quite chilling thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Right? I can kill. I can kill you, Kyle Reese and Sarah Connor. Uh, but because uh, there truly is, for there truly is no fate. Yep. So he going against that whole, you know, uh, you know, fate is only what we make. Mm-hmm. No fate but what we make, right? So this totally flies in the face of that. Yes. And then uh, and then uh, Kyle Reese is trying to kill him as they're getting into a fight, which is totally helpless. Nothing hurts him. Right? Nothing. Nothing hurts him. He just, he just heals back and he can adapt to everything. 
He just uh, John Connor just says to Kyle, he says, "You hear that, Kyle? That's the dice rolling." Mm-hmm. Because there's no more fate. It's all just a game for him to play at this point. Yep. There's Hugh, John Connor, and uh, now uh, Kyle Reese fight. And then it gets into an MRI machine, and we learn that apparently his weakness is magnets because he still made a machine on the microscopic level. Yes, correct. And that the whole thing with him being pulled by the magnets, which is a really nice, cool, freaky effect. Mm-hmm. It's kind of reminded me of something like in T2 when he's frozen at the end of the movie. Yes. Okay. And so uh, the Guardian's info on Skynet. So now we're about 73 minutes in. A little bit over that. A little bit over that. Um, we're driving. And hey, there's the Guardian. Arnold's here. And now he's like in his 60s. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And he tells us that he is made of machine phase matter. He yep. restructures and rebuilds human matter with uh, maximum combat utility. And you're thinking to yourself, like, so Arnold is basically human at this point, even though he's... Yeah. So just one really small thing that we learned. I think I... I wrote this later, but I, I want to mention it right now. Apparently, the flesh that they that they're built on the Terminators in this movie, the Guardian in this movie. Yep. Apparently, given enough time, that flesh completely regenerates. Which, of course, we've never known in the previous movies since they all take place in like a day or two. But I guess over thirty years, your hand just goes back to normal. Yeah. Which. What kind of technology is doing that? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That kind of begs its own questions. Exactly. Because I always thought it was just like, when I, whenever I thought about like the flesh and the machine, I always thought it was just kind of like, you know, they put some like creepy, uh, creepy human skin on top of a machine or it's just really complex. Apparently I've been wrong about that. Same here. You know, I didn't know it regenerated and it was made of human cells. Mm-hmm. That's that's interesting. But if as if that wasn't enough, as if that wasn't enough of a mind fuck. Okay, are you ready for this, Tyler? I'm ready. We learn from the Guardian that the thing that gives all of this power to Genesis as a program for Skynet is they are using a quantum field generator. Yeah. So now we're getting quantum theory involved in this. Fuck. Fuck, man. So I guess, okay, here's what I'm going to say about that. From what I know about quantum physics, which is admittedly very little, like most Mm -hmm. people, I know that In quantum theory, it is possible for objects to be in two places simultaneously and also for things to uh, react and move without themselves having causes, at least in some theories of quantum uh, mechanics. 
So maybe that kind of explains the time travel and the simultaneous memories. Maybe. 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 I don't know. Somebody fact check about that. Is that even remotely plausible? I I don't know, dude. Because, like, I get that our thinking of cause and effect is very much tied into, like, you know, Newton and Einstein and that sort of thing. And quantum kind of, you know, kind of fucks up with all of that. Quantum is, like, out of our league right now. We're just... Yeah, we're only just even even the experts in this only just are barely starting to understand it. Yeah, right. But we learn from the Guardian that John Connor is a is a ruthless genius, yes. and uh, uh, and he's working with Miles and and uh, and uh, Danny, right? Mm-hmm. Danny Dyson's eyes, and uh, he's the real reason he's doing all of this. The real reason he's doing all this, other than, you know, he can become post-human or more than man and machine. Exactly. The real reason he's doing this is because he wants to invent time travel. Yeah. That's the that's really why he's helping the Dysons. Yes. Right? So, back me up on this, Tyler, if I'm right or I'm wrong about this. But if John Connor is the Terminator and he is the one who's helping invent Genesis, does this mean that Skynet is inventing itself? You know what? And if so, haven't we just run into the author of Hamlet problem all over again? Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, like good. I didn't expect that to come up again. Yeah, thanks, Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for ruining this again. (laughs) I'm fucking with you, dude. (laughs) It's all good. It's it's all good. Um, um, boy, you were hating me in college when I had to read early modern literature. Oh, I I still would even I still would have hated you. (laughs) <laughs> people said i quote unquote uh, ruined the joy of reading the stories yeah. <laughs> oh yeah yeah okay okay so <clears throat> the guardian take kyle and sarah to a safe house in southern marin county where they make final preparation to destroy cyberdyne genesis mainframe before it comes online but now they know they only have like a day. Yep. Right? The T-3000 pursued them to the Golden Gate Bridge, which again, in this case, is John Connor. Yep. And there's this really epic chase action scene. Yes. Where they're being all taken in police custody or waiting interrogation. And there's like a bus and it like drags out on the Golden Gate Bridge. And it going, and you know, they're all going like pew, 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 you know, with all the guns and shit. Yep. But there's like this, uh, this like iron knuckle that the Guardian invented that has like a magnetic charge. And he knows if he punches John Connor, they're going to fuck him up in his structure. Yep. But that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Again, can't do it justice. All I'm going to say is just, just watch the movie. The, these action scenes are awesome. Yeah. Like I said, th- those were one of my positives. The action scene was 
fucking bonkers. It was not T2 or T1-esque, but it it was slightly there, but not really. It was a very... It was very faithfully done. Yes. <laughs> like, it didn't feel like that, like, mid-2010 CGI just... just diarrhea garbage just effects yes. everywhere for no reason it felt practical and it made sense with the action mm-hmm. and it looked really good it looked really really good okay so they're taking in police custody and uh o'brien da, 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 comes and saves them right yep since he connected to kyle and sarah time travelers and uh he's the officer that saved them in 1984, and he explains how he went there right when he came out of the army, blah, 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 blah. And so they hijack a helicopter to go to Cyberdyne right away. And the T and... <coughs> Arnold. I don't know what to call him. Just call is him it, Arnold. Is it John Connor, or is it the Terminator in this movie? I'll just name. Wait, are you talking about John being... John person? Connor, yeah. Just say John. Okay. All right, since we now know at this point John's the bad guy. Yep. So John is chasing them, and they're kind of going through the whole thing. And there's a really awesome scene where he, like, looks through the interrogation room wall, but he punches through because he knows it's John in disguise. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can clearly tell that John is a far, far, far superior machine to the Guardian. Yes. Because he's adapting like crazy. Mm-hmm. But he like he has no chance. He can only temporarily fight him off. Exactly. Right. So uh, John is in close pursuit, and during uh, the airborne chase, they're like, "Oh shit, what are we gonna do? John can get to it." And the guardian's like, "Don't worry, I have, I can hold him off for a few more minutes." Mm-hmm. And he jumps out of his helicopter, and he just dive bombs. Right into John's helicopter, and it just sinks into the ocean. He just, he just, I guess he just goes to like tackle John, but he goes to this helicopter like a missile. It's so fucking cool. Yeah, I thought that was like, there's a lot of iconic moments in T2 and T1. This one was like, oh, fuck. Like, yes, that was so. That was such a badass thing. And then when Arnold's like, I'll be back. <laughs> yes. Yep. He said, I'll be back. Of course, iconic line. And fucking jumps onto John's helicopter and then goes into the ocean. Was the most badass shit I've ever seen. I know. It's pretty badass. Which, uh, well done, whoever came up with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more thing before I get to like the two problems I find in this movie at this point. So at one point, right before they're about to go to helicopter thing, I know I'm going kind of out of order doing this, but <clears throat> they're playing in the background the Ramones, I Want to Be Sedated. Yep. Which, do, do, do you know why they picked that song? I, I, tell me why. Well, because there's the uh, there's that recurring line where they go, 20, 20, 24 hours to go. I want to be sedated. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got 24 hours left. Yep. Okay. Which I said, that that's that's pretty clever. Yep. Okay. 
Now, here's where this movie gets maybe un- indefensibly fucky. Yeah. Two points I want to make. Problem number one. Sarah Connor knows about Kyle Reese's death. Yes. She straight up knows he's going to die. They're kind of hiding it from him the whole time because they're doing this whole, like, will they, won't they kind of thing with the should we have a son, shouldn't we, because he turns into a monster, blah, 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 right? So Mm -hmm. Kyle Reese's memories, right? So Sarah Connor knows Kyle Reese is going to die because she knows about T1, right? Yep. Okay, so just, just bear with me with that for a second. But Kyle Reese's alternate memory, right, and John Connor's apparent alternate childhood, right? Yep. How the fuck did that work? How can they both all simultaneously know the end of T1, Kyle Reese's childhood memories, and John Connor's childhood memories in which Judgment Day doesn't happen? How the fuck did that work? See that was that was the confusing part. Also, well, there's a lot of confusing in this fucking film. But um, this is where the part where I'm like, okay, you're kind of losing losing me for a second, like a couple minutes. You're losing me. Like, why are you doing this? Like, we. <sighs> I thought we pretty thoroughly established that T1 and T2 do not happen the way they're supposed to. Why are we now giving them memories of both of those movies and? Exactly. It makes no sense. It it, it, di- it didn't make no sense for me, because I'm like, dude, you're you 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 had me, you had me going. You had me until they could remember the ends of the other movies that did not happen to them. Yes. Like, what? Even time travel doesn't explain it. Exactly, and it it, ah. This was, like I said, this was the most confusing part of, like, not throughout the whole movie, but it was, there's many, I know, but right, right. For, for me, this was like a throwaway, like, okay, why are you fucking doing this right now? Yeah, like, time travel doesn't explain this. And the other thing that's really weird is this feels very supernatural. It doesn't feel sci-fi. Mm-hmm. It like, feels... It feels magic. Like, yes. it's magic, right? Or magic tech. But hang on a second. There's not there's no magic in Terminator. Mm-hmm. Not supposed to happen. So so I per let's let me put it very simply, the problem. Given these series of events, how the fuck does Sarah Connor know about Terminator One? When there's no way she could have experienced it having had the Guardian met her in nineteen seventy-three. Mm-hmm. Because those events would not have happened. Exactly. What the hell, movie? <laughs> yeah. You're just gonna you're gonna throw me that little problematic continuity right there. Mm-hmm. I guess we call this uh, in the business a continuity error, but this is a hell of a continuity error. I don't know. I. It... Damn it. <laughs> I know. This is where Brandon would go, damn it, Kyle. Mm-hmm. 
So we're 81 minutes in. We're almost at the end. But now we run into problem number two. <laughs> Are you ready for this? It's a quote. Yep. Don't you love it when I find a way to fuck with the movie by quoting the movie? Yep. Get ready for this. Or maybe you know the quote. John Connor talking to Kyle Reese. There's a momentum to time. I always survive. And you always die. Well, hold on just a second. <laughs> Didn't you just talk about rolling dice? Yep. And also, no is, is, is it no fate but what we make or we're rolling the dice? Is there fate or no fate? Which is it? I don't know, dude. Because this movie is very clearly not making some weird compatibilist argument of, uh, actually, they both exist. No, they can't both exist they simultaneously can't. with this writing. No, because they can't. Because if Kyle dies, does that make John That means John die? can't exist. Yeah. Right? It's like how we said in Salvation, uh, for a little bit, John, Kyle doesn't exist. John doesn't exist. That makes Sarah existing. Still. Yeah. How the fuck does that happen? How the, these are uh, not uh, these are not compatible with the writing of time travel and continuity in Terminator. Yes. These are not consistent. Not consistent. They're not consistent at all. So 93 minutes in, we get that smile again from Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm -hmm. Really good, consistent action. The dive bomb, which is just so badass. Um, But then we get two mind fucks. I already mentioned the flesh healing on the Terminators. Right? Mm -hmm. Now, I think we explained it reading this. But Tyler, I swear they never explained this shit in the movie. But I asked the question... What was that thing that gets John Connor in the future before he leaves? It's never explained. It's never explained. Apparently, in all the synopses, I synopses. Synopses. Is that, is that the plural for synopsis? Well, synopsis is one. So not synopsis. Synopses. Synopses. In the oh my god! In all the synopses I read online, apparently. That Terminator Alex is a T-5000. So he's something even more advanced than John Connor. Mm-hmm. But what is he? We never learn. We never know. We never actually... It's never actually explained. It's never actually explained, and we will probably will never know. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll probably never find out, and who knows? Maybe there's some fanfic about it. I don't know. Anything possible at this rate. So we're 108 minutes in. I can't believe I'm saying that. Um, uh, so so emoji- we're in like two hours and almost about two hours. Yeah, we're pretty close to two hours in, and I think we're almost done with the review. Yep. Um. So coming out of the helicopter crash, and John goes into Cyberdyne. And advances the countdown mechanism from 13 hours to 15 minutes. All right, I have a question right off the bat. 
why can't he just set it off right now then? That was also going to be my question too. Like if he can go from 13 hours to 15 minutes, why didn't he just go to zero seconds and activate it? It, 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 it's never explained. It's never explained. But if if it did happen, like if John would have set the time to 15 minutes just to start it, or maybe just at zero, that'll be the end of it. <laughs> right. But oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Right. Very true. So they got this whole thing where they're like trying to uh, put off bombs in the facility and blow it up, kind of like in T2. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a point where they're fighting and they're talking with the holograms and they turn into Kid Kyle Reese and then they turn into John and then Kid John and then to that Alex Terminator guy, the other Terminator guy. Mm-hmm. And so then gets in a fight with the Guardian, John Connor, and uh, he's fighting him, fighting him and get to the point where he's about to kill the Guardian which uh, I thought was really something. Yep. And uh, John Connor says to the Guardian, you are nothing but a relic from a deleted timeline. And Damn. all I put in asterisks and three underlines. Deleted timeline? So when John said straight. that, I, I first of all, I thought the quote was fucking badass. But at the same time, I was like, so you're meaning to tell me that T1 and T2 still doesn't exist in your theories? Okay, but if T1 and T2 never happen, then what about John Connor and Sarah and Miles Dyson and Kyle uh, and Kyle Reese? And what is what is going on anymore? <laughs> what's real again? Not what's real. What's the timeline? to this fucking franchise. I know. Now it's really unclear. Yep. And now that we've introduced the idea of deleting timelines, now I really don't know what to say. Exactly. At this point, they kind of lost me for the rest of the movie. All right. So let me just finish off the synopsis and then we can do our closing thoughts. Yep. Okay. So, fighting... Uh, the Guardian revives himself and they, they get into that magnetic field. Um, into that magnetic field. Because earlier in the movie, they mentioned how, like, um, the reason why you can't travel back in time with any kind of technology mm-hmm. is because they say it's what was the line again? It's like putting aluminum foil into a microwave. Yes, that was Lawrence. <laughs> Uh, listeners, Lawrence was supposed to be part of the show tonight, but he, uh, he had to take care of some school stuff. But he did want me to say this about a question that he wrote to us. So, and I quote, this is from Lauren. Also, when Kyle Reese is about to send back into back in time, some resistant fighters describe the time travel distance like, like, and I quote, putting tin foil in a microwave and the quote right there and this is also lauren's quote as well and my question for for that is how do you know what tin foil or a microwave is and even if you did 
why would you think that it would be metaphor metaphorical Kyle Reese will understand if he was born after judgment day end of quote dude that's that 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 question is like is so on fucking point because <laughs> he because he's so right why he would is. he get that metaphor exactly why would he even know what a microwave is he doesn't even know what a cell phone is he ex- yes that metaphor you might as well say to well tyler it's like when you uh, coagulate the uh, metachlorians. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, that's like that's like if me going back. Let's say if I'd never existed, and I was in, I was from the future, but I went back into time, and I and I say to them, like back in my childhood, I'll be like, "Oh, you guys don't have an air fryer?" They're gonna look at me like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Yeah, man, you gotta you gotta re you gotta cook those fries again, just like Thunga and Air Fryer. Fuck it. Ninety three, they'd be like, "The fuck are you talking about?" Fuck, man, I hate this fucking franchise of what they're doing to this shit. <laughs> fuck. You know what's funny? Uh, I didn't even think about that at all, but he's so right. <laughs> Oh my god, you're right. Uh, oh man. Fuck. Well, man. I mean, if he could have quantum memories where he remembers shit that he never experienced, maybe maybe that's how he knows what a microwave is. I don't fucking know anymore. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know. That's the best I've got. I don't know either, man. Okay, so... So the jet the the time travel field is is fucking up uh, uh, John Connor, mm-hmm. and they're getting to try to destroy it, and it throws the Guardian into a vat that mimetic poly alloy, aka the liquid metal. Mm-hmm. And they reach the bunker uh, just before the time machine explodes. It sets off, ba boom, all the Skynet stuff before Genesis goes online. The explosion also kills uh, John Connor. And the Guardian now upgrade with mimetic polyalloy uh, that the T-1000 usually has comes and helps them out uh, from the debris. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is problem number three that hit me as I was watching this movie. And this is before I even get into the end. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about Miles Dyson? Thank you. He's not dead. He's not dead. He's not dead, and he doesn't know that he creates Skynet. Isn't he just going to do this again? Yep. So have we really killed Sky? Unless he he and Danny Dyson were both in there, I don't think this really stops anything. Which, once again, all that's going to happen is they're going to send another Terminator into the past, and now we keep going with this. Yep. This is the shit. But, you know, what do I know? This is the shit that I'm talking about. And and at this point in the movie, it kind of feels like with the end of this, that the movie really doesn't know what to do with itself. Like, it doesn't know how to just wrap itself up. Thank you. 
And I, like I said, this is where I they lose me, and I just sat there, and I'm like, you had me for, like, what, 80% of the movie? I know, right? It's so disappointing how bad they dropped the ball. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, they knew they wanted, like, a big action scene at the end, but they didn't really know how to, like, finish this. Yes. But uh, the ending is, or Kyle, do you have, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, what about the alternate timelines? What about Skynet inceptioning itself? Mm-hmm. What about Miles and Danny Davis? Yep. Never explained. But you know what? Never explained. They've on for too long already at this point. They had to wrap up somehow. Yep. So... The trio then goes to young Kyle Reese's house, who we totally forgot to mention it because it's it's really not that important. But he already met himself as a kid, which, by the way, isn't that breaking some kind of time travel rule? It is. Like, you're not supposed to meet yourself in the past. No, you, you're not supposed to. Once again, I guess back to the future rule don't apply anymore. Yep. I guess. Sorry, Michael J. Fox. <laughs> <laughs> so I go to young Kyle Reese's house and they repeat the warning about Genesis to young Kyle, ensuring that the events leading to their arrival uh, don't happen. Sarah is relieved, believing that she's now free to choose what to do with the future. She decides to stay with Kyle. Um, <clears throat> and Kyle Reese says, um, now one road has become many. At the very end of the movie, in the post-credit scene, which this might be the first movie I ever remember seeing a post-credit scene. This was the very, very first one. Like I don't even, I don't even think like Thor or Spider-Man or anything else had them yet at this point for like MCU stuff. I don't think so. Um, Thor, yes. Oh, then never mind. Uh, basically, but it's weird outside of like a Marvel movie. Yeah. Okay, so in the post credit scene, it's revealed that the Genesis system core was located in a hidden subterranean chamber and has survived the explosion. So now we see in my notes, I just write Skynet lives, question mark, and hologram of the Alex guy. Yep. And I don't even have anything else to to end it with. Because I think they were planning, they must have been planning on making a sequel. They, yeah, they were. But sadly, it didn't make its money back. And that's Terminator Genesis. Yep. I mean, I mean, my God, man, what, I, I don't even know what to really say. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this, man. I'll, I'll I'll probably get my ending thoughts on it. I'll just probably get it out of the way. Like I said, I know what they were trying to do with with this, you know, the supposedly new trilogy that they're trying to do. They obviously they did their homework. They wanted something different. They got little things that I liked in this movie, but some of it is just fucking confusing as shit but in a good and bad way i'll i'll leave it at that 
And I'm pretty sure a lot of people are going to like shit on my grading uh, after I'm done. Okay. I, I do have one quote from a review I'd like to say, but, but go on. Okay. So with that being said, is I thought this movie was... Obviously, it was better than Salvation. I'll say that. Oh my god! Any fucking Terminator movie better than Salvation? This 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 was probably ten times better as Salvation, and I'll probably say like fifteen times better than T three. In my Salvation is worse than T three. I think Salvation is the bottom of the barrel. Okay, so it's. 15 times better, 20 times better than Salvation, and 15 times better than T3. Okay. So I get what they were doing. It's unique. It's something different. We got different, you know, John being evil, you know, fucking timelines are confusing the shit now. Um, But overall, there is a shit ton of action. The dialogue was solid. They got the special effects down great. Um, I thought the cast did an okay job. Um, not a big fan of the Kyle Reese that they got, the actor, but he did. He's okay. Yeah, that's uh, he's okay, but it, it wasn't. It'll, it won't be my first pick to uh, pick that. I I don't know what the actor's name um, that played Kyle Reese, but he did. He did okay. Um, Arnold did amazing. Um, he did his role the way he should be. Um, I won't forget when he's told Kyle, take care of my Sarah. I was like, yo, Arnold is basically human at this point in that, in, in this movie when I was watching it, when he said, take care of my Sarah, my little Sarah, I, I, bur- I shed a tear. I'm like, I've never heard Arnold say that. I know, right? So, um, yeah, that's all I got to say. Uh, a lot of positives, a lot of confusing um, negatives. Obviously, time traveling, paradox, that's basically it. But all, other than that, Kyle, go right ahead. Okay. <clears throat> I just want to start by saying I pretty much 90% agree with everything you just said about the movie. Um the cast was a little bit lackluster, with the sole exception being John Connor and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. I thought John Connor, they nailed. Yes. Um, and uh, I, I think if it wasn't for the time travel and the pacing being way too fast, I, honestly, man, I think this movie would have been probably up there with like T1 and T2. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Instead of being like relatively better than the rest of the shitty parts of this franchise, mm-hmm. which um, which is such a shame because I don't know. I feel like it's one of those things where the plot makes a lot more sense when you're like a writer putting it all together, and it doesn't make it much sense when you're a viewer watching and experiencing the movie. Exactly. Like, from a writer's point of view, what they do is really, really cool. But but practically speaking, it's just a humongous fucking mess. Yeah. And, um, I, again, I, 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 the other 
con with this movie is that the ending is really weak. Yeah, it was a very, very weak ending. Really weak. Like, I thought for sure at some point they could have had, like, uh, Miles and Danny Dyson be with them and do, like, a counter campaign against Genesis so that then they're really screwed. But, again, they're clearly planning for, like, a sequel or a franchise or something. Yeah. And it kind of makes sense because when this movie came out, and I'm going to be quoting from a, uh, a real review from uh, James uh, Berardinelli, mm-hmm. uh, who reviewed this movie back in 2015, that uh, this, is, uh, this is kind of what happens when you have, and it's so crazy that he mentioned this, because I so agree with him. He says, it, it kind of feels like if Back to Future 2 and J.J. Abrams' Star Trek kind of kind of meshed together in their writing and their pacing as a movie. You know what? That is... That's spot on. You know, where it feels both like a reboot and a sequel mm-hmm. to original source material, but it doesn't quite feel like hacky fanfic. Yes. But I will... I, I, I just gotta quote this part because I feel like it's so relevant to uh, fandoms now. Uh... Shane Berardinelli says, The film does what many fans of the series are prepared to do. Ignore the existence of Terminator 3 and Terminator Salvation. Those movies, while enjoyable on their own terms, added little to the core mythology. Mm-hmm. And he really nails it. Nailed it. Nailed it. And I, and I think... Um, <clears throat> I think... Just to get on my soapbox just a little bit about fandoms in general. <laughs> um, I feel like a lot of fans, and I, and I really think of this with not just the Star Wars sequels, but also with like the Rings of Power mm-hmm. and all that. I think, listen, guys, <laughs> there could be part of a franchise that you think is not as good. That, that doesn't necessarily mean that the new writing and direction is quote-unquote ruining the franchise. Yeah. Like, I think we're, I think we're in agreement that the that two-thirds of the Terminator franchise is nowhere close to as good as the original two movies. Yes. But that doesn't mean those two movies suck now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So all I want to say is to those, those guys that get in a, some hissy fit about Marvel or, or uh, Lord of the Rings or Star Wars is take a chill pill. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't fucking matter. You can like what you like and not like what you don't like. Nobody's making you like all of it. Remember, everybody has an opinion. And if they don't accept, if they don't like your opinion, then that's okay. You should be like, well, that's my opinion, you know. If you don't like it, that's your opinion. Everybody's entitled for opinion. But it's the motherfuckers that are like, oh, why do you like this movie? You're a fucking idiot if you like this movie. They can go fuck themselves. And yeah, you can't ruin a franchise when the core of the franchise is still good. It doesn't make any sense to say that. Exactly. Fucking saltier than crate and rings of power haters. Go fuck yourselves. Thank you. Damn, I hate reading that shit all the time online. 
but that was a little tangent for <laughs> <laughs> but Kyle your overall thoughts and your grade on this movie okay <clears throat> overall of all the Terminator movies this one is easily the most mixed yep like, it kind of feels like, to me, Terminator movies are usually either very bad or very good. Yep. This kind of evens out. I feel like if I were going to give this movie a grade, I'd give it like a, a, a C plus or like a, a five and a half, six out of ten. Okay. Let's see. For me... Um... I kind of have to agree with you. I, I won't give it a five point five because I really like what they were, what they did with John. Yeah. So I, I'm gonna up it to a six point five out of ten. Okay. So basically, C plus as your grade. Okay. So yeah, um, confusing, uh, fucking. Overlapping time timelines and alternate universe, but at the same time, it was a great fun movie to watch. And if it's something that you guys are want wanting to watch, or you haven't seen it, or you only saw it one time and you want to go back, go back and watch it. It's it's, it's definitely it's, worth a rewatch. Yes, it's a popcorn film that you want to watch with like. You want to watch popcorn, you want to have beers with your buddies, or I don't know. If you want to buy, watch it by yourself, go right ahead. But overall, I thought it was a lot better than Salvation and Terminator 3. Oh, fuck yeah. Those have, like, no real rewatch value. Yeah. Especially Salvation. Salvation can go fuck itself. <laughs> But with that being said, uh, Kyle, do you have any final thoughts before we end this night? Um, uh, I don't. I don't think I have much to say other than my whole tangent. So, <coughs> soapbox tangent I went on <laughs> about toxicity and fandoms. Yep. And I think all I want to say is, um, um. It's going to be really interesting when we finish this and we talk about Dark Fate because Dark Fate is a really interesting installment in the Terminator franchise. Well, I cannot wait to watch it because I've never seen it. This is going to be my first time. So I'm going in with open-minded and just wanting to know what the fuck happened in this movie. <laughs> okay. I guess the only thing I want to say otherwise is um, if you completely disagree with me about fandoms and quote-unquote ruining franchises, whatever. I'd like to hear your reason why. Yeah. Tweet at us. Like, That's seriously. I'd like, I'd like to hear why you might disagree with me on that. Definitely. I'll tweet, tweet at us. I'll, leave a, I'll yeah. leave a tweet out for later on tonight. And discuss with us. Talk to us. Like, let us know, like, what are your guys' fan theories on this franchise. Oh. <clears throat> oh yeah, what's like what are your what are your meta fan theories? Like what do you think about 
franchises and the way uh, people now handle franchises. Yep. Because so, I think I'm really hoping it's not <laughs> a load of political bullshit. I hope not. I really hope it's not. And if it is, save it. Yep. If it isn't, I'd love to hear what it is. Absolutely. But so I, I don't think I have much much else to say. It, uh, I think I said everything I need to say about Genesis. And uh, I kind of wish they had just tightened up the writing a little bit. Because I would have liked to have seen where this, what a sequel to this would have been. Absolutely. Same like here. The T-5000. What's up with that? Yeah. But sadly, they didn't make us money. But <laughs> um, before we signed up, before we run out of time right here, uh, that was... Terminator Genesis, uh, Dark Fate, you are up next. And after that, we got our fan theory and hopefully Lauren. I'm pretty sure Lauren said he gave us the nod like he will be with that with us either the two episodes. So I'm hoping he will be here. But but, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we entered the uh, spooky season. Uh, We got lots of ideas to uh to share with you guys hopefully you guys will listen to it whenever that comes out uh we will be reviewing after the series uh hocus pocus 2 uh i heard a lot of mixed reactions to it never seen it yet but i will watch it hopefully and uh halloween kill or halloween ends is coming out as well and that's a, that's a big one for us. So those are the few things that we discussed. And yeah, uh, we're in the spooky season, guys. But until then, uh, Kyle, where can people listen to us? Well, you can listen to us on Apple Music, uh, Google. Is Google still one? Yep, Google's still one. Oh, wow. Okay. Google, Spotify, and wherever else you can stream or download podcasts. Hey, you know what? You deserve a raise. For you, you deserve a fifty cent raise. <laughs> <laughs> well, fifty cents more than zero is fifty cents. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you're gonna give me two quarters the next time I see you. <laughs> and um, you can follow us on Twitter at Fellowship. Uh, uh, fuck, man, I can't even talk right now. <laughs> oh shit! It finally happened. <laughs> fuck you. Over on Twitter is Fellowship Pod nineteen. I run it over there. Posting some great stuff. Talk about. Tweet at us, follow us, and over on Instagram, it's Fellowship of the Podcast, all one word. Uh, Lauren runs it over there. Um, running out of time, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see y'all back in the next episode. Peace out, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>